Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 64. With me, my co-captain, as always. Scott Larson. And Scott, it's just me and you riding riding the uh, the old yeah, Millennium well, Falcon today. You know what? We just couldn't get anybody. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, well, here's the thing. We seem to be in a lull in that okay. between games. And so we, you and I were talking about, okay, who, who can we get on? Who can we talk about? And there wasn't really anybody timing-wise that really felt like this was a good time to talk to them because it, yes. it, it seemed I, I i guess there are a few things i do want to reach out to some competitive pinball players and talk about as things open up and possibly close like back down uh we'd like to talk a little more about that but we also had colin on just recently um well, so honestly me and you haven't done an episode just me and you since we did our deep root to the future episode which was <laughs> number 57 oh my god that's been a couple months that's been yeah, yeah it, it's okay because the the deep root train is totally like on board and they have sent out like they, they've released like 10 games and so i'm totally eating my words on that one y- so. you know who won't be uh selling deep root games i guess i should never say never but our our friends over at flipping out pinball <laughs> <laughs> Zach and Nicole Minnie, I doubt you're going to be saying, if you want any other game, uh, the new rumored, well, is it really rumored Cactus Canyon? Like, can we just say it? Can we just say, hey, yeah, I'd CGC, still say not whatever confirmed, does. but they, they can neither deny. They're not even saying they can neither confirm. They're just like, yeah, okay. But still, I mean. <laughs> so if you want to get on that list, you better give Zach a call. And honestly, uh, if you want to go on any future list, if you've heard the rumored rush from John Borg, or the rumored Godzilla from Keith Elwin. This well, is all rumored. Okay. And you, you, okay. Let, let me. T- getting ridiculous. Okay. We're gonna t- we're gonna talk about this in because uh, I guarantee that you and I have never have haven't talked about any of these lists uh, recently. Yeah. And yes. so I actually was wondering about like these lists and it's like, hey, like how do they come? And I so I I messaged Zach and there were a few titles that I was thinking of. And I just said, hey, like, I, I'm sure you have interested lists. Like, hey, yeah. like, if this title comes up, I would be interested, which totally makes sense, right? You can't get a commitment until you get an announcement. I mean, that's part of yeah. the deal, right? Yep. But having, you know, that, and I asked him, well, you you saw that, right? Like, yeah. you were on that part where I was like, how many threads, like, how many possible titles are out there? And how many did he say, Josh? I can't remember. He said 50. Good crimey. And so like there are 50 potential titles that people are just spitballing. It's like, okay, so <laughs> maybe they'll do, well, you know, they're not doing a Cleveland Indians game anymore, so they can scratch yeah. that one off. But, you know, it's just, it's just so crazy that people are becoming Sherlock's and trying to figure out like, what is that next theme that I really want? So Anyway. Playboy number four. Oh, geez. <laughs> Do not go there. What a horrible, what a horrible thing for pinball. Well, so. they, they stopped doing the nudity stuff. So, you know, it could just be about the Didn't articles. Didn't they go back? I th- I think they did flip flop. I think they, they left for like a couple years and then like, you know, this isn't working for us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just totally no longer relevant anyway. So yeah, and it really isn't. I would argue for a good thing, but that's okay. Anyway. So yes, uh, talk to Zach or Nicole at flipping out pinball. They've been good friends of the show. And we've been able to get lots of good things with them. Um, also, Josh, um, why yes. don't you talk about uh, talk about your special announcement there? Oh, hey! Uh, so we have teamed up with PinQuest. Hey, Neil, how you doing, Mister Shelton? Congratulations on the new baby, by the way. Uh, 
we have teamed up with Wait, them. Baby, baby Sheldon? Baby oh, Sh- Shelton. Oh, Shelton, Shelton, not Baby Sheldon. Okay. No, no, Baby Sheldon, Baby Shelton. Okay. So Neil, Neil has put PinQuest. He has revamped the whole thing. I know that it used to be like a location thing, but because of COVID and all that jazz, uh, he had to reinvent it essentially. And the new format is fun. You can do it from home. It's kind of like selfie league. But the way it works is we have put up two games that you can high score on. Uh, we've picked Avengers Infinity Quest because that game pro seems or to premium. be... Yeah, Pro or Premium okay. or LE. Uh, it seems to be a game that a lot of people can get their hands on. Right, yeah. Th- there's a reason why they do all these competitions with recent releases because it's the, the hot game that people get really quickly. And it's yes. actually brilliant from Stern's standpoint that if they are if they are helping push this, uh, I, I have no inside information on that, but that makes a lot of sense because yep. I mean, Jurassic Park was, that was a huge seller for Jurassic Park because people could compete on it and it was the new game. Yes. And then the other game, I'm kind of selfish. I, I This is a loser kid game to me because I've owned it for so many years and I feel like this is the unofficial official game of of loser kid and uh i picked is world cup soccer oh, okay. no it's world cup soccer <laughs> so the way this is going to work uh you have to take a selfie with the app like you can't just take a picture and then download it to the app it used to be that way but they're not doing that anymore so on avengers you have to hit 200 million i felt like that was that that's was doable. reasonable that's doable yeah. hey even even i can do that and i'm a hack so <laughs> so that's about two gems two to three gems just depending on how well you do if you got like a portal locks in there or a multi-ball with it. And then with World Cup, I went a little more aggressive. I, I did 500 million. Okay. So I think the high scores around like just a little over a billion on that game, like the base high score. So I figured halfway there, that's probably be defeating five or six teams uh, through World Cup. Um, anywho, so there's those two games. It's, what do you get? Yeah, what do you get? So play the game take a selfie if uh if you are able to complete either challenge you will get a virtual loser kid trophy it'll have our logo on there and all that jazz and you will be entered to win a hat so if you compete on both of them and you're able to beat both scores you would get two entries easy enough all right and so this one's for glenn out there check it out yes glenn and his uh milwaukee bucks i don't know why he wants to shout them out but uh it is hey, what it is, I guess. They haven't won since Cream <laughs> since Lou Alcindor was up there, so I think that's pretty good. I, I, I think he was Lou Alcindor when he played for the Bucks. So maybe, maybe. Yeah, that was well, way we, before. We I shout was out born. the Jazz, and the Jazz hasn't been well. I guess they were relevant this last year, but they definitely did choke for the playoffs. I, Number well, one team, okay. and they fall short. Oh. Well, okay, but one they were playing against a two-time Finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard, which I would argue is a good player. Yeah, uh, and they also had like Donovan Mitchell got injured too. So I, I, I don't think yeah. it was that bad. It's, it, it is, it is what it is. So definitely, I agree. All so, right, cool, cool. I, w- I want to talk about one more thing that kind of wrapped this back around where we were talking just just a couple minutes ago. Okay, you were talking about future themes and how there's fifty supposed lists out there of different themes and titles well okay just not not i guess a interested list it's it's yes. more of a hey call me if and so I, that makes sense right so let's let's segue into this really quick okay 
because the I feel like the market of pinball has changed dramatically over the last year and a half, two years. And yes, COVID does have to do with it, but I feel like it was already it's been heading this way for the last five or six. We've seen a steady trend up with pinball, right? There hasn't been really a dip low. Yeah, I'd I'd say it, it seems to be still the the it's like the housing prices in Utah, the floodwaters oh. keep rising everything. So yes, yep. Hey, you have you, a house. You you're fine. You you, you rose <laughs> with the tide. Yes, I did. Like yes, I did. So I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm really not complaining about raising prices. But do you think it is still beneficial for a pinball company to keep under wraps what theme they are currently producing? Because at this point, it doesn't really matter. Like as soon as they unveil it, it sells out. So you mean you mean the LE? Well, yeah, the LE. But like the whole point of it is like they don't tell anyone because they're hoping that that will help drive sales to the like. Because if people knew that, let's let's throw out a dream theme that a lot of it gets it a lot. Let's say Harry Potter's in the pipeline. Okay. For Stern. I, I thought you were talking about Def Leppard because, you know, pour yes. some sugar on me, multi-ball. You know it. Uh, but let's let's say that's in the pipeline, but they really want Godzilla, Godzilla to sell, so they just don't reveal Harry Potter. Are we still at that point, or would it be beneficial to start teasing some of these games that they've already got the license, they're already starting to develop? No, I, I think they are doing the right thing. Um, okay. You want to strike while the iron's hot, and people will like for example when led zeppelin came out like i got a led zeppelin and i i actually find it really fun to play i find it interesting though that i talked to uh, my friend who's um like <laughs> he's a distributor uh near us like he's two blocks away from me he's this you know super nice guy and i i just chat with him occasionally about um his name is kyle by the way and i was like hey what games are giving you buzz like what are people calling you and asking you about um, and he, he actually said, I actually haven't had any calls about Led Zeppelin, but the games he consistently has calls on are, uh, Jurassic Park and, you know, and so things, there are certain games that have more buzz than others, even though I think Led Zeppelin's a great Steve Ritchie theme. It's perfect. And, uh, with the light show integration, it's certainly a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it, it will always draw comparisons to Guns N' Roses, which I think are a little unfair because of the resources that they put into Guns N' Roses. Like the building yeah. material has to be uh, significantly higher. Um, but it's just interesting to get that perspective of what are people interested in. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do think that there's a there's a value for them to keep their, their themes under wraps because that's what pe- get, keeps people guessing and talking and buzz you can you can buy that buzz like how many times have we talked about well i deep root announced their eight plan games <laughs> okay and now, now yeah. okay now i'm gonna i'm gonna take off my deep root hater hat but just say <laughs> like what you do is you immediately look at all 10 games and say i want that one yeah like not every single game that comes out you're gonna go you know what i want food truck it's true because if you're if you're a big Who fan or a Queen fan or whatever, then you're gonna say no. I'm gonna hold out for that one. So I guess to your point, do you think it hurt them that they unveiled all these games and then asked for orders for Raza? Do you think a lot of people are like, well, I'll just hold out because Yukon Yeti sounds good because I like Whitewater, so I'm just gonna hold out for that or Goonies? Do you think they would have got more sales if they just would have held out? Maybe that information. Okay. I, th- I think it would have been better. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The 
the real challenge that I see is that um, there is that element of surprise and there's that buzz and yeah. people are always like, Ooh, what's that next thing that's coming out? So yeah, I, 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 I like the surprise by the way. Um, the okay. good news is no one's calling me and saying, Hey, by the way, here are the next 10 games. Um, I, Avengers totally caught me by surprise and I probably shouldn't have been surprised, but it totally caught me by surprise. And Mandalorian, you and I were betting about what the theme was. We we assumed it was going to be some sort of Marvel Disney license just because yeah. they have a good relationship. But yeah. I'm on record as saying that I thought it was going to be Black Panther. And I was on record thinking it was Back to the Future. So, yeah. So, well, Back to the Future is not really Disney, though. Well, so, sorry. Yeah, but, but that, that's okay, what but, we were hearing. But that's what we were thinking. So we were dead wrong on that. So it was yeah. a lot of fun when they announced Mandalorian. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. We just need to make better friends with people at, at Stern, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, okay. I think this is one, it makes it more for it, It's easier to do an honest podcast when we don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. So it, it's, um, I don't know. It, so anyway, that's, uh, yes. So the answer to your question is I think there is still value to generate the wraps. buzz and keeping it under wraps. So, well, and my other thought process is, I think that we're, I don't want to say we're in a bubble. I hate the idea of a bubble, but I think that pinball has definitely went through its ups and downs. And I think we're definitely on an up right now. I think changing tactic that has worked for many years during downs, um, is it's not smart to change that tactic that could then be affected if there is a down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and really what's, so what would happen? I mean, we're talking basic economics, right? So yeah. supply and demand. Well, yep. Are games going to magically evaporate? No, no. So it, it's demand that will really drive it. If people just stop wanting to hold on to these games, but a lot of these games have made it into homes and it seems like they're in a lot better shape than they would be if they were at your local bar. Yeah. So I, the games seem to be, seem to be potentially holding their value a lot better than they ever have been. Yes. Well, and that's what's weird, too. I know that it's been talked about on, it seems like, every other podcast this week. But, you know, value of pinball machines, even taking it out of the box. Like on Final Round, Joe Fox was saying, it's never he's never owned a Stern game, played it for a couple months, and then sold it for more than he bought for. This is just a really weird time in the hobby where this is happening. And yeah. so... But it, it it's totally because... Stern is doing their best to manufacture, to keep up with mm -hmm. demand, but eventually th the demand will taper off. Eventually there will be a, a saturation of the market. Eventually yep. the game rooms will fill up. I mean, I'm already there. You're already there. Yep. So we have well, to look. Well, I've got plenty more room. It's just, it's the right. wallet kind of thing. Okay. And, and that's fine. But okay. Well, saturation points can be reached in many ways. Yeah, there's a financial saturation point. There's a space saturation point. There's a significant other tolerance of your weird hobby saturation point. So, I mean, yeah, so but that's what I'm saying is that eventually you reach that and maybe that next game you're not going to get or you're going to say, you know, I'm going to play this a little longer. Yep. I'm kind of getting to the point, though, where um, I'm hesitant to get rid of my games unless if they're being produced. Like, I don't mind getting rid of Jurassic Park Pro because I know I you can, can still... get another one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, if, if I get the itch, I could just say, hey, Zach, put me on the list for the next time they run a Jurassic Park Pro. Yeah. And he'll say it's coming out in three or six months. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But 
but my World Cup soccer, I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to get rid of this now. Like, even if I had questions about it, I don't want to because you cannot find them right now. Okay, Medieval Madness, same thing. Like Medieval Madness, my kids will never, one, they don't want me to sell it. But two, I know multiple people who, whether they're new to the hobby or they're getting into the hobby, Mm -hmm. are like, hey, I, I want a Medieval Madness and I can't find any of them. And Dude, CGC could be rolling in money right now. I, I do okay. not get it. I do not I, get it. I've told, I, I, I have mentioned before that CGC should be taking that like a Beatles white album, like yeah. print off as many of those albums and sell them to whoever wants them because that is gold. Like you don't, yeah. you're taking zero risk there. You're, you're printing money at this point. Yeah. And so and people, I, I don't hear complaints about the quality of CGC like I do some other companies. And so it's just like you yeah. guys have a, a, a quality built product. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you selling this license? Because let's be honest. Are you excited for Cactus Canyon? Uh, no. Uh, and, OK. OK. I, and now I will say I know I'm in the minority because I have talked to multiple people who, you know, they have been that has been the long standing rumor of Cactus Canyon. Yeah. Right. And yeah. there have been so many people who have like, I am so interested in this game. Yeah. And usually I have to ask, really? Okay, so what about this game makes you interested? Because um, the Cactus Canyon falls into, for me, that like the Big Bang Bar yeah. or the where it's more of the rarity that is driving the the demand for it as opposed to the playfield layout. Because and the playfield, it's a completely unknown designer. Yeah. And so like it's a one off. And so I don't know um, like what makes that interesting. But what about you? Are you interested in Cactus, Cactus Canyon? I'm slightly interested in the fact that like there's going to be new code. There's definitely going to be new code. I've heard there's new artwork on the thing. Like they're obviously going to still have the old artwork. But I heard there's there's new little details added. They, that, they have to update it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, they got to update. They've done it with Attack from Mars. They've done it with uh, Medieval Madness. They definitely did it with Monster Bash. They just had to change some things because of licensing and stuff like that, you know. Right. And and what I'm hearing also is the topper's phenomenal. Uh, we we haven't seen it, guys. So we no, we haven't seen anything, and we're taking this all with a grain of salt. Trust me, the last person that told me that the for sure the next game coming out from Stern was back to the future ended up being mandalorian so i've i've even lost trust with some of my quote unquote inside sources mm-hmm. so i just i just i i take it i take everything with a big grain of salt because mm-hmm. let's be honest like no one really knows besides who's working there okay do you know do you know who designed cactus canyon just off the top of your head oh what is his name i thought it was matt something or other okay okay you got the first name but there's actually two uh and i don't know who took lead so, well, here's the thing though. I've played Cactus Canyon. I actually yeah. enjoy the game. But here's the thing about Cactus Canyon. It feels very medieval madness, very attacked attack right. from Mars. A very late 90s game, yeah. So there's it, na- it's it's a fan layout. Yeah. It's got the uh, complete the five achievements like a Brian Eddy to then go on to the final wizard mode. Yep. Um so it's Matt this, Matt Coriali and Tom Copera. Uh, yes, so. Tom Copera. Sorry. So he he was on the design of the code, and he was recently actually it's been a couple months, but he was on on one of the TPN interviewed podcasts, and he talked about the code of Cactus Canyon because this was all kind of coming to light. And the interesting part is he said he 
CGC, he can't confirm that they're making Cactus Canyon because if they are, they're more than likely not using him for code because he hasn't heard from them at all. But Tom Capera works with Stern. He's very he works very close with Stern. He's yeah. So I I don't know if it's because he works for Stern or if they want to go a new direction with the the rest of the code that they have. Who knows? So yeah. So it's because it's such an unknown for me and. Because I'm thinking of like, I love my CGC games and I will also tell you that the two collectors, uh, my two friends who have high end, uh, high, high end collections here, they're both getting Cactus Canyon. Yeah. So I feel less of a drive to get the Cactus Canyon because they have like all four of the remakes. So like nice. I, it's, well, they yeah. will. They will. They'll. They'll have all four of them. So I feel less. It's the same reason why I don't have a Lord of the Rings, because yeah. I would love Lord of the Rings, and I would have one by now, if I don't have the option to go play it at their house. Yeah. Well, and and the reason I might get a Cactus Canyon is because I actually don't. I used to have Monster Bash and Attack from Mars, and then I did the whole. Well, I can sell my. Uh, my two games and get three or four out of them. Sure. So eh, that's fine. It's reasonable. And, and so I was like, well, I'll sell them. I'm, I'm kind of back in that mood of, I want a CGC. Um, I probably wouldn't go the LE. Like I have the last two games. Um, like the SE. I don't know. I, I'd get an LE. I, I totally would. I would probably just go with the premium. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, you have to see it to see what, what's all in it, but I'm just, I'm one of those people like it's definitely going to sell regardless, like yeah. if you buy it. Oh, so. I, I think it will. And I think that their track record has said they're going to do a good job. All right. So new uh, new tips. So um, anyway, new uh, tips. Well, OK, so. <laughs> OK, uh, uh, OK, I, we're going to spend about two seconds on this because that's about all it requires is so. Uh, so, Josh, I'm going to give a statement to you and you tell me. On a scale of one to a hundred, how believable you think it is? Okay. Steve Ritchie immediately leaving Stern and going to JJP. That was shared on Reddit, which is a huge pinball forum. And so it was shared Monday. And sure, if this yeah. immediately was happening, it was it's immediately sure. having happening. Yeah. And so, okay, on a scale of one to a hundred, hundred being sure thing, one being is no chance. No what chance. do you th- what do you think? I don't even, you don't even have to ask no chance. And, and the reason being, I mean, we've been kind of talking about this on the side a little bit. Uh, and the only reason I even caught wind of it is because so, <laughs> someone messaged you and was like, Hey, what do you think of this? And so it's yeah, just it's, kind of funny, but yeah. And someone who likes to be a troll to us, like, let's be honest, this guy, he's nice. We love him. But there's sometimes he just throws information our way to make us think, is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> it, it questions whether or not I took the red pill or the blue pill. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, to, I totally get it. And so like the chance of that actually happening are, are okay. I'm going to rate it as two Yeah. out of a hundred, just because I, there is it completely possible. Yeah. But do I think it's likely? No, not, not. Chance, can can so. we give our top three, uh, the top three reasons we decide this is not going to happen at all. Okay. So I'll start with one, one. Okay. Okay. If this were a real thing, it would not be shared on Reddit. Yes. Okay. Reddit is not the major pinball forum. It's just, um, the only reason why it goes to Reddit is if other forums are unavailable. So I'll just leave it at that. Go ahead, Josh. So, so 
we we'd shared this on the side. <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll hurry and toss. It. Okay. So first off, unless if JJP is planning on producing more games sooner, they have enough designers to fill the time frame that they are finishing right now. Yeah. So why would they need another designer? Unless they plan on. So that's logic A, right? Yeah. And, and rumor has it that Steve and Pat aren't BFFs. Yeah, that's reason number two. B- number like huge. Like pa- I mean, Pat, is- Pat runs. Uh, Pat runs JJP. So will uh, so unless Steve is willing to work under Pat's um, control, which I don't think he is. So yeah, no. Well, and, and if you listened to the Silver Ball Chronicles, hey Ron, hey David. Uh, they talked about this in the Lawler episode. When it was at Williams, it was very much Team Lawler versus Team Richie. Like, and so I highly doubt that. Maybe, I, I, well, it's been twenty years, but still, yeah, I, it, but still, yeah. I like. There's is what's the reason? Like, it would have to be a spectacular meltdown astern for yeah. Steve Richie to go. I, I I think that it would. I mean, Steve's Steve is at the at the end of his career. Like. Yeah. Right. I mean, he is in his seventies. There's no reason for him to radically shake things up unless something radically happens. Yeah. And, and like you, I just don't see him going to work under Lawler. I, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. And then third, a third, one of the two designers. So if, if the schedule's not changing on them speeding up and making more games, which right now that's what it looks like. I mean, we're almost a year out from when guns and roses was revealed. Uh, it sounds like they're staying pretty much on the same time window they have in the past. Anywho, uh, you know, one of your two designers would have to quit, and Eric's not going anywhere. Eric's I, I, Eric's Eric is the future of JJP. Yes, and he's he's solid. He's motivated, and he will be doing that. And so, like, I don't think Pat's thinking of leaving anytime soon. And the timeline is there. They seem to be comfortable with releasing a game every one and a half to two years. Yeah. So, so I, I think that is what it is. So, no, Steve's not leaving. So, Th- anyway. there's the four minutes. Whoever, whoever was being, uh, whoever was the troll who was doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No chance. No chance. Hey, you got you got your four minutes of fame. Woo! I, okay. You got your four minutes of pinball fame. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's like <laughs> that's like good for a, a slurpy refill or something. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh, this one this one hurts my heart, but and I've kind of gone off a little bit on this because yeah. I don't have any inside information at all in this. But it was announced that uh, you know the uh, Museum of Pinball in Banning is closing and just oh. everything's being auctioned off. Okay, yep. now I okay josh do you want me to give you give you my take first or do you want to give your take first honest okay honestly like it sucks that another location's closing um i've never been to the banning location well, oh, i've never right it's not okay one it's totally not ideal yeah it, it is not a great place i mean it would it's kind of in the middle of nowhere they would have special events a few times a year and it would yeah. cost a lot like i actually ran into one of the guys at the uh, Pinball Hall of Fame, who was involved in the in the Banning Museum, and mm-hmm. he was playing Iron Maiden, and I just randomly started talking to him, and that's how I found out who he was. And you know, so this is even before we got into podcasting, I think. Um, but it's you know it's, it's expensive to to store 
and to turn on the lights and even just the electricity and the air conditioning and all that stuff to run anything. So immediately I was questioning, well, how like, like how viable is this when the location's not great and it's not like you're making a lot of money from whatever you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So I totally understand when a business goes under. However, what is just, it dumbfounds me that, things of this magnitude happen and become public so late in the process that the only thing, only Avenue they have is to sell everything off. Yeah. Like that that's now I know that they don't owe us anything and this may be the best thing for them. But if the goal was to find a way of saving everything in whole or in part, then shouldn't shouldn't there be a little bit more of a a grassroots or a, a PR campaign to say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're trying to do. Who's with us? Who can help us with this? Because there are some mega collectors out there. There are there is there are some big whales out there who have money who are who mm-hmm. want to keep pinball stuff alive. So it frustrates me that it, it's too far gone for anything like that to happen. And it's not even a resurrection pro uh, progress. It's more of a, or process, excuse me. It's just a, Hey, it's a fire sale. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, the more that I've thought about this, like it sucks that it's happening, but it could be one of those things. Cause a lot of people compare it to like the pinball hall of fame where they asked for money. But the thing is, is Tim Arnold has, has had the idea for the, the upgrade of his building for years now. Like, it's, it's not, not new. just some, and it's also yeah, it's, in Ve- it's also in Vegas. Like it, yeah. it is, it is in a place where people come. Like you and I have been to the Pinball Hall of Fame. You and yeah. I have not been to the Museum of Pinball. There's yeah. a reason, and it's the city. And well, and I think the other thing is too is like some people are living from month to month, and so yeah, if you ask for that help and the well helps out, and you get another six months or a year, you don't know what the future holds. At least with like Pinball Hall of Fame. Tim had had to figured out like how they were going to build it. And like they fell short, but he still had a game plan of what they were going to do to keep it going. And so, and even with COVID, they've really, now that it's kind of lightened up and everything, they're still making things work. I just, I'm wondering if it's one of those situations where it's like, I, I just don't know. There's, there's so many underlying details that we really don't know. And so I just, I go, well, it sucks, but yeah, I, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. Yeah, it just uh, but it does just kind of frustrate me that it's a, hey, we're closing and peace out. Yeah, it, it, and I get that. I get that. But um, I just I don't know. I wish the best for him. I really do. Yeah, it, like it's but it's it's like when you find out someone's getting divorced and you're like, is there was there any way like I know that there are some times when there's no relationship that can be salvaged. And I know it's a bad comparison, yeah. but it just feels like nobody wins in these scenarios. I guess that's that's what I'm trying to Banning's been cheating on us this whole time and it just <laughs> finally came out. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay, so no. so so the comparison didn't work, so. I no, it's fine, dude. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, but it is what it is. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's move on to something that I'm excited about. Uh, I know we can't really give a ton of time to this cuz there's not like it's it's just a rumor. I'm hearing, starting to hear this float around a little bit more and more, but it sounds like P3's next title is based off of a video game. It's a license of a video game. And Scott Denisi will be doing the music for it. Um, 
I don't know if you've ever played Cadence of Hyrule, Scott. Mm -mm. It's on Switch. I think it's maybe 15 bucks. It might be a little bit more. But it's really cool because it's hard to sometimes visualize uh, like a Super Mario song. Wait, what's it called? Cadence of Hyrule. Okay. So it's like a it's music hard... video game? Kind of. So the way it works is if you've ever played the traditional Legend of Zelda where it's top down, where you go from screen to screen, it's yeah. like that. But there's a there is a rhythm and a beat playing during the game. And if you move to the beat, it gives you bonuses for when you are killing bad guys and stuff like that. Oh, it's like a dance party. Kind of, but it's it's very Zelda based. Like it's still it's the Zelda game that you know with a little twist. Have you but played this game on Switch? Have I? Yeah. Oh yeah, love it. Bought it. I've beat it so many times, and um, hey, it's fantastic. Don't, if don't say that too many times. <laughs> if you're looking for a fun game on the Switch, I highly recommend it. But okay. it, it, the cool part of it, the that's cool part about of, it is, it's interesting because it is that's a Nintendo-ish title. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that that is that's very it's officially licensed. Right? It's yeah, very that, it's official licensed from Nintendo. Right, but that's that, that's interesting just because of some of the other dream things, right? Like I think people yep. would want a Super Mario Brothers LE. Yep. So but the thing I'm saying is is like a lot of people have a hard time picturing cuz Scott Denise's music if you've listened to TNA which we all have it, is very it, electronic. It, yeah, but it is not Legend of Zelda. Yes, listen to the cadence it cadence of hyrule soundtrack on youtube it's like two hours long but just listen to the first five minutes or something it'll give you an idea of how something could be still like a scott denise song but still traditional zelda or mario or whatever it may be and maybe they're not going nintendo maybe they're doing a different video game but when i hear video game like the very first games i think of are zelda and mario because i just Sure. Let's be honest. The flagships of any other any other system. Not the same. They're not the same. Like Halo, in my opinion, might come close just because it's been around for so long. Yeah, but no one's like, yeah, OK, so I, I could get burned on this because I'm not a video game player. And last time I said that uh, that uh, Street Fighter 2 is dead, then <laughs> someone corrected me and said, no, it's <laughs> very much alive. Um but you you just don't see the the marketing uh, iconic images yeah. with Halo. Like the people who play Halo will like, oh, well, that's a a, a gun from Halo, or the you know the, the the truck, like the Cybertruck or whatever. There, there there were there were vehicles where like that looks like a Halo vehicle. However, the average person has no clue. But I would say that the average person knows who who like link is or link or mm-hmm. Mario and because they played it as kids. Like I, I played that 40 years ago, right. Or 30 yep. years ago or whenever it was. So, well, and, and we went over this, it's been six months, but we went over the 25 top grossing media. Oh yeah. Of all time. Yeah. And like Pokemon. You know, yeah. Pokemon you, was you, number one. You shocked me with Pokemon. I would not yeah. have guessed that. Yeah. Pokemon and Mario was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend of Zelda is like really close. Call of Duty's on there. Yeah, uh, I but, mean, there's but some of those were some of the that market didn't overlap with what a pinball market would be. Yeah. So like, I I understand why Pokemon hasn't been made because it is very much an Asian centric market, um, and it's not like yes, there are Pokemon players here too, 
yeah. but it's it, it's not the same it's not the same penetrance i guess so what i'm saying is it's like there's when you think of top brand franchises when it comes to media and video games it's it's mostly nintendo franchises okay well that, that hey, in that, my opinion when it comes to money okay so you educate excuse me so so you educated me on the cadence of hyrule but yeah. uh, it's going to be a scott easy game and it's for p3 the music will definitely be Scott Denisi. Okay. So. so what does that mean for P3? I think it's honestly right now, the secret sauce to making pinball is a theme. It's as, yeah. as shallow as it is. It, it's, it really, all it is, is the secret sauce. Is the there's theme. a reason. Well, okay. But is that surprising though? Like when you're, when you are connecting with something, you are connecting with a story. You're connecting with the lore. You're connecting with a character. You're connecting with a band. You're connecting with something. Yeah. And so you are. there's a reason why there's a licensing fee. And because by paying a licensing fee, you are buying that connection, that fan base. Yeah. And so it totally makes sense why some licenses will, will command more than others. Yep. Because it just depends on how much, like, I... Okay, seriously, U2, Pinball Machine. Like, why? I, okay, the fan base for U2 is significantly greater than, like, a Journey Pinball Machine or something. And, and by the mm-hmm. way, I'm not taking away from Journey. I've seen them. They're great. But uh, the amount of people worldwide that have seen U2, but they're, they probably command a hefty price for their license. Yeah. So, But I, let's take, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I just, I think, like I said, the secret sauce is theme. So I think, I think this is a really brilliant move for P3, especially where other companies are starting to no longer use their product. Like Spooky has now moved back to Ben Hex's new circuit board, which is right. And so there's a question about the viability of it. Yeah, I get it. And I don't know if it's because of the, the software or the hardware that came with the game, but like if Spooky's no longer the map for P3, I assume American Pinball is still going to use it, but I'm not for sure. Yeah, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember. If, I I could have swore someone said they weren't going to, but but if that's the if that's the case, like P3 has kind of lived off of like selling their circuit boards, right? So now now you'd be back to your own licenses. And don't get me wrong, like I enjoy Heist and Lexi Lightspeed and those games, but they really just do need a theme. I think that's really what would just put them on the map at this point. Yeah. So, and All if right. you don't think it works, I, I was wrong with Halloween. I really didn't think Halloween's going to do anything. You but know hey. what? I, I was shocked. And so yep. I'm good for them. Right. And I know there are some people who were really turned off by the theme. Uh, so, yeah. so that's certainly something to consider. So, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So I learned a new thing that, that actually may help move because really kids, uh, well, one of the reasons why I think Deadpool is so successful is, is be, and really adventures in some way, because it feels closer to what a video game feels like. Mm-hmm. And that connects with younger audiences. Yep. So I got thinking about today and I know that Avengers kind of does it, but what if a pinball company took the approach like breath of the wild? If you've never played breath of the wild, you can instantly get to the final boss from the very beginning of the game, but it is ridiculously hard to do. And the boss is ridiculously hard to beat. 
well, what if you, you could approach, yeah. you could play the wizard mode from the very beginning, which I guess you technically can I, when they've got the, you you hold the flippers together. Yeah. But like in actual gameplay, you could go directly for the final wizard mode from the very first flip. But it was it would be ridiculously hard to complete. But by completing other modes and other achievements in the game, makes it easier for the final mode to be finished. Yeah, maybe yeah, it, it, it's interesting, right? I mean, there's a whole point on on Deadpool. There's a you know the the reason why you want a few things like you always want Wolverine because your damage is so much higher. Yeah, and you know if you want yeah you know, if you want uh, more points, then you certainly want um, Colossus. So there you know there are things, and if you want a Disco Ball, then you want Dazzler. Um, yeah. So just little things like that um, make it. So maybe that, that's that's kind of interesting. But isn't that also like what the what the average mode or the insane mode? I mean, on uh, on adventures, you get to choose, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I choose the I choose the basic version. And Colin was here, and he was flipping around. He's like, "Yeah, I'll go for insane version." I'm like, "Okay, good luck." <laughs> So, so the concept I'm presenting, let's take Avengers, for example, is you would automatically be able to play Thanos at the very beginning. Sure. And, and this concept still is kind of that way because Keith has made it, if you collect gems, it makes it easier to complete Thanos once sure. you get to him. Sure. But it would be insanely and it would be insanely hard to beat Thanos, but you could play him for the very first flip. Yeah. Don't you think that would be like chopping wood though? If it's like hit the orbit 60 times. And it doesn't have to be like that, but it could definitely be like, okay. I don't but know. It's the you mini can take games final though, battle. Yeah. yeah. The mini games though, they typically aren't the final, final mode, right? It's like the yeah. second to final mode. So, you know, it's like a, the escape from Nublar is not when dinosaurs ruled the earth. Correct. And so, battle Thanos is the final mode. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've gotten there once or twice, and I can't. I don't think there's anything after you beat Thanos. No, there is. Uh, you get to play as Thor, and you get to wear the uh, the Infinity <laughs> uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, and you get to start destroying people. It's totally right. twisted. Totally twisted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was All just right. in my dream modes. So. Maybe. So I'm excited. I'm excited. I I definitely want to see a video game theme that isn't pac-man that isn't space invaders that isn't spy hunter don't sure. get me wrong those are all fantastic games but i want one that i know there's a story behind and i can dig deep into the video game from or into the pinball machine via the video game okay uh, you know that's that's actually it's a good point and i love what they've been doing and, and you know dwight started it with are you a god right or yeah. um it's that, that was the mode right Yep. Um, and so that's, it's fun to be able to say, Hey, let's, let's do different things. And I've loved the challenge of things. So those are great. All right. Let's move on to the next, uh, the item and we'll kind of si not tangent this one. We keep hearing, you know, Stern's coming out with another game. It's, it's probably gonna be here fall. Um, is it Borg or is it Elwin? Okay. Borg, we've heard it's. A, a possible music theme as in maybe rush that's the rumor and then or is it ellen's godzilla which is the other rumor yeah and, and really we don't have any confirmation on these things um the, the godzilla thing the reason why that's been tapped is because they we one we know they have the license right yeah, because Spooky was a little upset about the whole Godzilla thing, and they went off about it on the right. podcast. And, okay, I, I would say understand. granted, 
I would say yeah, understandably. I no. Yeah. I'm not I'm not saying they're not justified in it. I'm just saying, hey, that's what happened. Yeah. And so we know that it's kicking around. So they're, yeah. you know, we're thinking that, you know, and so okay, so let's go over the designers that uh that Stern has. So we have uh Borg, we have Richie, we have Elwin, and possibly um Gomez if he wants to jump into the ring, right? You forgot Eddie too. And Eddie. Okay, so they have five. All right. But I so, think Gomez has strictly said, even on recent podcasts, he's just not designing anymore. Well, it's okay, his, we yeah. all know why he designed Deadpool, and that yes. was because he jumped in to to rescue that, and I would say he did an amazing job. I agree. So, okay, so Eddie, Eddie's game just got released, so he's not available. Um, so Steve Ritchie, well, his game was before that, so yeah, so he's it, not coming out with he, another one. So he's not coming out. So I just. We're just doing the math. Yeah. So you're going to have either Elwin or Borg. And so, okay. So um, now Borg had turtles and Elwin had Avengers. Yeah. So remind me of the timeline. Wasn't Avengers first? Uh, no. Well, Borg had Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh, that's right. It was turtles and then it was Avengers. Yes. And Ninja Turtles came out right at the beginning of the pandemic. So it was like April. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. May 2020. Avengers was in the fall. Okay. All right. That's why I have a hard time believing that Elwins is next. Like mathematically, I just feel like Elwins is coming out in the winter. That winter winter timeline, like the Led Zeppelins and the Stranger Things. Sure. But couldn't it also just be when it's done, it's done? Possibly. And and granted, there could be license hangups. I mean... I assume if we if they are doing Godzilla, it'd be a lot easier to work with the licensor than maybe say Rush. Don't know. I don't know why. I would, mean, we, why why would Rush be hard? Um, it, it could be like the whole Beatles thing where you you have to get it. You've got four estates that you have to to pretty much sign off on it. Well, they okay. So there's three people. There's three people in Rush, and one of them's dead. Yeah. Uh, so I I don't okay. I, I I do not think it is the level of Beatles complexity uh, to deal with Rush. I get that, um, but what I'm saying is there's still some complexity there where, and and like the Beatles, they only met like once a year, yeah. And so like the licensing, they had to have it all ready for like that one day right. or whatever it was, yeah. Where I doubt it's like that with Rush, but still, yeah, they're not really doing much. <laughs> even though the dude's passed away, yeah, like his family still has the rights over yeah, okay, what that, happens. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, I'm I'm just kind of curious to see what. So, and it's, it is possible. And I would say that if it ends up being a music pin, I, I think Borg's actually a good one to to do a music pin. I mean, Richie's yeah. done a few. Um, well, has, has Borg done a, a, a music pin? Yes, he did Metallica. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, duh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm an That's idiot. That's the first yes. one that comes to my mind. I, I, I'd I, have to look at the others. I am so. Scott, and this is my first day in pinball. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so yes, he's he's done a great one, and yes, but it's it, okay. It's interesting though because if you look at uh, de- okay, design teams too. So um, Borg is a little bit of the wild card because um, you have Elwin who basically does his own rules, and Rick like that's the team. Uh, you have Richie and Tim Sexton, okay. and then you have okay. So Borg Borg is the one who kind of goes through a different, uh, you know, a few. I mean, there's Dwight, there's Lonnie, and uh, and there's the other guy who we who hasn't done anything in a long time. 
so so is Lyman is Lyman done? Is Lyman done coding, or does does Lyman just come out for big product, big projects? And if there's a big project coming up, maybe that's an interesting question. If there's a yeah. big game coming up that warrants the Elwin treatment, treat uh, sorry the try that again. If there's a big game that warrants a Lyman code deep dive, like yeah. what is it? I and mean, the last basic game that he has done has been Walking Dead, right? Yep. And then he did Batman 66, which we know was a crazy deep rule set. Yep. And he changed that game from being a dog to a very coveted game. Did the same thing with Walking Dead, I'll point out. And yep. he's done Elvira. So is there another big game that's coming out for him? Well, and here's the other thing. I really didn't put much thought into this until now. Um, Dwight was on code for Turtles, yeah. but now he's on Mandalorian. So that leaves okay, John so Borg free. Well, not free, but obviously the they usually work in teams. Like They usually don't sure. really switch up who they're using. What was Lonnie's last game? Stranger Things was the last thing that Lonnie Rop worked on, and that's been, and okay. that was 2019. Well, that was okay, been almost so, two years. Okay, so legitimately, he could be, he could be available for that. Well, it looks like Lonnie typically works with John Borg too. Yeah, so that could be good. Oh, hey, Aerosmith. That's another John Borg game. So that's another music pin. <laughs> oh, geez, man. Okay, so yeah. I, all right. I, yeah, and so. I, oh, guess I, what? I, I might Kiss. be a little tired. I was up. I was up all night. I was up. Kiss all, was I, yeah. Rob and John Borg. All right, I, I was legitimately up all night, so I apologize. <laughs> uh, no, you're fine, Captain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I, I I think that it sounds it sounds like there's a there's a a good chance, and I'm I'm also just wondering what Lonnie's or not. Uh, so what um, what Lyman's next game really would be then? Yeah. Because that I mean, he's got to fit into the pipeline somehow. He can't well, be, but he can't be resurrecting old code on everything. But you look at the timeline though too, and it looks like Lyman's his window is getting longer and longer. Like from sure. Walking Dead to Batman was like two years, and from Batman to Elvira was three years. I'm not saying it's gonna be four years till his next game, but uh, we're looking two to three years. Which I mean, it still puts us. Yeah, Elvira came out. Uh, was it last? Yeah, it was last. Last Halloween. Yeah last october right. so who knows yeah okay I, just, I have a hard time believing that elwin's game and i could be wrong because last time we had elwin on he said that game four was already in the bag and he was already was he working on the whitewood for five like he was well i think he's a machine i think i yeah okay let's um okay i'll put on my elwin fanboy uh hat i mean he's he's a savant at gift at designing i mean he's really just un unbelievable he hasn't had a dog yet um, so is, does he just have that many rabbits in the hat? Um, probably actually. <laughs> probably. Yeah. This so, is a man that knows his, well, and it's crazy. Like, um, we did the Steve Ritchie episode and I'm trying to think, I can't remember what it was. Oh, we talked about the, uh, the jets versus the pop bumpers or the thumper bumpers or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, and we were trying to talk about the history of that and like, Richie really couldn't remember, and we really weren't going to straight answer. Elwin had messaged me within 24 hours that we would release that and gave me the exact information on it. I was like, oh, dang, dude. Like, 
like with okay, like references rem- and everything. Like, Remind me what the uh, what, what it was. I, I guess it, I guess you didn't share it with me, huh? Weird. Well, we talked about. Well, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. It that's, was that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you're Ellen's BFF. It's it's all good. I'm just the millhouse to your uh, to your Bart. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it just was talking about how because um, we were talking about where did the name jets, jets yeah, versus yeah, jet bumpers, yeah, uh, or versus the jet bumper, uh, or jet bumper versus what? Where were the pop bumpers? Mm-hmm. And so he he had sent over Reno. Uh, it's a pinball machine from. Oh, forever ago wow that that is a legendary pinball machine that literally three people have that well and, <laughs> yeah so wow interesting it okay. was released in, in 1957 but that's what's crazy to me is like is like keith knows this like right off the top of his head and it was right. like boom here you go yeah so that, i i think that's why it, what makes him such a great designer is because he could take concepts from past games yeah. and, and make new concepts or twists on them. Right. Okay. And, and so, that's what we want, right? Okay. So speaking of new twists, I mean, we have talked about this. If the suspected theme is going to be Godzilla, is it too close to a dinosaur game? Dinosaur game. Um, it makes me nervous. Yeah, it really does. Th- does he have, um, does he have a brontosaurus head that moves on the right side? Well, and it depends because I know that they said that they got the new Godzilla theme and the old Toho. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how well Toho would sell. Looking at Ultraman oh, and it's selling out in a day maybe, at seven fifty, yeah. okay. it might not be an issue. It may be. And the funny thing is, I actually know someone who, uh, like, he got it, and I uh, I started talking to him about it. I was like, "Wow, that's really uh, crazy." Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's just so funny that, uh, you know, it's Tim Purcell. He, uh, he, and he has a, he has a Guns N' Roses collector's edition and he told me he got an Ultraman. I was like, really? Like, okay. Like I have never heard of this game like, yeah. or, or this theme, excuse me. So, huh, that's, that's crazy. So yeah, who knows? Maybe, the, yeah, you're right. Maybe the, the Toho version is the gateway to Japan or whatever. Well, and it, I guess it, they're two entirely different themes. Let's think about it that way. Like, are you going to go goofy, old school, more like dinosaurs wrestling versus the new stuff that's like more realistic, as realistic as you can be with monsters destroying cities and attacking each other uh, and go for that realism? Because Jurassic Park feels realistic to me. Like they go for that realism. Like you could believe that scientists had actually done this. Yeah. Versus, I, yeah, Toho, I, where there's a Godzilla dropping an elbow on, on one of the bad guys, you know. Okay, and do you really think that that would um, fly with today's audience, like the stop motion photography, like the Jason and the Argonauts? I, I maybe Power uh, Rangers is still huge. Power Rangers. Wait, are you serious? It's still, it's still, yeah. Power Rangers is huge, and it's kind of the same concept. You think about it. Didn't one of the Rangers like get arrested for like killing someone? I don't know. I don't. I don't keep up on that, dude. I know. Okay, but this these, this was like one of the actors from like thirty years ago, like got arrested for something bad. So I don't know. Okay, yeah. I I don't know. Like I I still am one of those that don't understand um, monster movies because it feels like I've seen them. Um, <laughs> I, I I I don't. It's uh, okay. But I am first to admit that when Rick and Morty was announced, I was just like, what the world? Like, who, 
what is I, I hadn't even heard of Rick and Morty aside from Ryan C saying he would love it. So yeah. Um, I think back to the original question. I think it all depends the toys that you integrate and how you use them. If you sure. have Godzilla eating the ball, then yes, it's too close to Jurassic Park. And Keith L1 knows that. Like he's not gonna be like, well, let's just slap another Godzilla on there and have have him eat the ball. Yeah. I did that two games ago, you know. <laughs> Okay, by the way, I'd love that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a total reskin. It's like a total reskin of, of Jurassic Park. They're like, no, it's totally Godzilla. It's That would be hilarious. That's what Stern should do just to, to mess with us, right? Troll us entirely. Yeah. They should just send a, a picture, like new artwork just laid over the top of Jurassic Park. Yeah. In like the Raptor Tower could be Mothra's lair or something like that. Yeah, the the, the Hydra uh, scoop on or the the Hydra uh, right ramp or something. You know, it's just yeah. Okay, did, did you see this? I I, I totally must have missed this, but uh, Godzilla came out in 2019. Did like, did you see yeah. that? I own it. It's it's good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> King of Monsters. Okay, all right. So okay. I felt like okay. Please tell me it was like an over the top where he like uh, he like had a wrestling match with like one of the. Uh, no, uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was it was good. It was um. So the first Godzilla is good. I actually enjoyed the King Kong movie that came out, uh, Skull Island, a lot better. Um, but then like the the third one that was like Godzilla, me was Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, I thought it was a little much. And then now they've come out with Godzilla versus King Kong. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard mixed uh. reviews. Yeah, well, so. okay. That's crazy. You should, we'll have a movie night. You'll just come up, bring the kids over. We'll watch the first Godzilla. It's, it's decent. My, my son loved it. So, okay. All right. It's just I, like, I still remember the, the, like my friend, I was totally jealous of this, which just shows, shows how low the bar was for my childhood that he had like one of those Godzilla toys. And I'm not kidding. Like the coolest, it was about 18 inches to two feet tall. It was a big toy, but the coolest thing about it is like, you'd hit a button on his arm and it would shoot his hand off and like hit something. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was a cool toy back when I grew up, which is probably why like stickball was still popular. So you what shocked me about Kong skull Island actually was the cast. It has an actually really good cast. Um, I don't know where they got the money for, or if these guys just took a little bit of less money. Uh, Tom Hilston, the guy that plays Loki, Brie Larson, the lady that plays Captain Marvel, Samuel L. Jackson. Do I even have to say what he's played in? Wow. I mean, you got John Goodman, John C. Riley from Step Brothers, and and all those other movies. I mean, there was just a really good cast to this movie, and I just maybe that's why it was better. I don't know. It just it was good. Wow. You've got classic Samuel Jackson and that just going off, you know? Yeah. That, so. no, it's just, it's just so weird. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I am going to show you a picture. I'm going to send you a picture of this toy and you will see how stupid it. Okay. Are you, are you at your computer? Yes. Okay. So look up Godzilla Shogun Toho Warriors Mattel 1977. Okay. Let's check this out. Travel back to the Groovies 1970s with the Shogun Warriors Godzilla. Groovy. Made to replicate the original design, the Shogun's Warrior Godzilla features flicking tongue action, <laughs> rolling wheels under his feet, yeah. and a firing right fist stands. Okay, so I just sent you a link. Tall. Seriously, look at look at how stupid this toy was. 
And that was a cool toy back in the day. You can shoot off both of Godzilla's fists. It, the side profile looks terrible. The head portion oh, yeah. to the body is just not right. Mm-hmm. This this thing's weird. Like, yeah, I know. It looks like a yeah, looks like a lizard man thing. So anyway, see, the, okay. The only reason why I bring up that terrible toy is because uh, I don't know if the old version, the old campy version, would sell. You know what? You slap good art on it. You may, you get a really good artist behind it. Which, by the way, okay. Uh, if if this is uh, Elwin, then we do know that the artist with him would be Zombie Yeti, and that's because it was announced on. Right. Yeah, it, it was it was talked about before. Yeah, it, it was. I want to say it was on the back po- box pinball podcast, and this was yeah. like a year ago yeah. or more. Okay. I, I'm sure that Zombie Yeti can do an awesome job with Godzilla because um, yeah. he's done. An, well, OK, what hasn't he done an awesome job with? Um, but yeah, right. that's uh, it. I don't It's it's one of those where this is the theme that it it doesn't do anything for me, but I will buy any Keith game. So uh, I. Well, OK, I would... here we go. So we know that CGC is going to be come out with Cactus Canyon. Sorry. The rumored Cactus Canyon soon, or it's possibly Elwin with Godzilla. Which one do you choose? See, I would choose Godzilla just because of Elwin, though. Like I, and just because every single game that I played of his, I think is, um, it's such a different approach, and it feels different than any other game I played. And 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 it's just not Keith Elwin. I mean, Rick Nankel. And his team that he gets behind him when he's doing software, I know that he's kind of following what Keith tells him to do. But let's be honest, like his code is very, very solid. I've never been playing a Keith L1 game and all of a sudden the game just stops and reboots. Or I hit something and it freezes up the game. And I've had that issue with other games, like other design or other software programmers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to single anyone out. And yeah, that's why I'm yeah, like, that's a good idea. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, it always feels very, it's a ready game. There's a reason why people win a, an L one game come, it comes out. They're like, Hey, let's put it in the tournament. And even Keith's like, no dude, this is not tournament ready, but his level of tournament ready versus other people's, I think is different. But that's the thing though. Like with Avengers, I got it pretty much. It was a couple months after it came out. Mm hmm. But from the day I started playing it, even though the code wasn't complete, it wasn't 1.0 and all the modes were in there, I still felt like I could explore the game Yeah, to a good point of it. Like, I never hit the the end of the road and the game frees up and start over. And I've had that with other games. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, the team that runs with Keith Elwin is just, it's fire. Like, they are, that's the thing is like, I thought about it and I'm like, do I really still want Mando with when I know Keith Owens game is going to be coming out here soon? I, I think Mandalorian, you can always, uh, you can always sell on, uh, if you don't like it. Um, but I think the theme is really well integrated. I guess I'll put it that way. I, so I, I went to, uh, ice cream parlor today and they had a Roth Rills game. They had a Galaga. They also uh-huh. had a star Wars pro and they had a um a mandalorian pro and they were on free play which was just shocking to me but it was i know it was fun like you could play those things and 
And I, I got a little bit, I mean, I, I know he set, I'm sure he hasn't changed any of the settings, but I got replays every time. So I was, felt like I was advancing things pretty well. And I, I was able to understand the code, even though I've only played like five games on it. So yeah, I, I, I think it will still be a seller. I can't tell you how many times people have, when they find out you're into pinball and then I tell them the latest themes, they always light up. Wait, the Mandalorian. I, yeah. It, it, what, tell me more. So, okay, so again, what did you say? Theme cells. Theme that that's, that's the secret sauce. It really is. Yeah. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's the obvious sauce. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the pickle sauce on top of the Big Mac. By the way, I that's love all it is, is like pickle juice with mustard or whatever. I love that commercial. It's like, we have like we have secret sauce. They're like, isn't that just like Thousand Island? They're like, shh. <laughs> it's like, what's the secret sauce? Well, it's uh, we have themes. Oh, shh. Yeah, yeah. Shh. Don't talk about. <laughs> don't give away the secrets. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm looking forward to anything that's coming out. Like, I just it stinks because like I remember being able just to browse Pinside and being like, oh, well, I want to see how many shadows are available and you go on there and there'd be four or five and you'd laugh at the ones that are like a thousand dollars more than what's the average price on pin side. And now you came and find a shadow on pin side. No, you can't. And yeah. so, but I think we are starting to hit an, a, like a, a man, apex, a peak, whatever you want to call it. Um, because I, I think I'm starting to see what I, I, I don't think it plateau. can go up anymore. Yeah. I, and it seems like it, it, okay. I would argue it's probably risen to the level it should be. Um, I, yeah. I still think that Stern has always sold a, a, a ridiculously competitively priced professional game, um, yeah. for their pros, uh, their premiums are probably more uh, like right priced. Um, but mm-hmm. they're pro if you, if that's exactly what you, if that's what you want, it's still a, a, an arcade level game that you can put in your home and they have some pretty crazy things in there. So yeah so it's it's probably just getting up to where it should be and I, and we saw that the collector's edition showed that there was a premium premium an ultra premium market yeah so well and i th- I think the other thing too is is people start to freak out when one of these machines sell for high dollar but what about the machines that come after it like my example is is medieval madness I know a medieval madness le just sold for like sixteen thousand dollars a couple months ago wow. Okay, but still, like after the fact, now uh, I go on there and people are having a hard time selling at twelve. Like one of them sold at twelve just recently, right? And so I th- there's there's usually a story behind that one, or I there was someone who I was it it was laughable. Like someone said they were selling uh, it was a game for like seventy thousand dollars and it said or best offer. Uh, yeah. I, I can't even remember what it was, but it was uh, it was just like wow, okay, they're really setting that high, so. I think when we start seeing these games sell for a consistent high dollar, like a consistent, like Tron, we we know the story about the Tron that happened a month or two ago. It sold for like twenty five thousand dollars. Okay, I, I but guess it was I, really what like why did it sell for that high? I never figured that out. It was just it was an LE and it was really really nice. Like okay. it was it was like your pro but an LE. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. So it has Daft Punk Multi Ball. That's ten grand. Boom. Yep, yeah. Boom. But how many Trons have sold for that much since then? No, exactly. Not, no. Yeah. And so I think that's the problem is, is we, 
we tend to take the pinball market at its highest peak and lock it into that and say, well, how dare they sell for this much? Like I saw on Facebook the other day that this person posted on pinball enthusiasts and they're like, I am quitting the hobby and I will come back when prices decide to finally go down. You people are price gouging and this is ridiculous. They've been, sa- like, they've well, been saying that for years. Like I, I well, ever since the I people are like, into- goodbye, what else, yeah. what else do you say? Like, okay. Like, so, oh no, you're holding out your money. Okay. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah. And, and as long as there's the demand there, like, uh, Zach was talking about this on, on the pinball show last week or this week. It's like the problem is now is like people are jumping on waiting lists for games that haven't even been announced yet. Well, I and, and I think that that's what's going on. People are yeah. still interested in that stuff. So, OK, so I just tried to look on Pinside and the highest you can put in is $50,000 just in case you're wondering. Oh, I was. And thank you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you're not allowed to sell over 50000 So everyone I, out there listening right now. Exactly. So, yeah. Move it to eBay and, and take the ridiculous hit that eBay is going to hit you with to sell your pinball machine on there. I'm, I sell for 100000 buy from eBay anyway. So, uh, oh, okay. It's the Matrix. That's what it was. So it was like, um, you know, obviously this is a reskin, right? But it was yeah. $75,000 or best offer they're like is keanu reeves in the cabinet or <laughs> it's his future coffin right he gets to exactly. be buried in this yeah so yeah no, so there's goodness. someone okay so the top ones someone's trying to sell a pirates of the caribbean ce for 38 uh, that's firm how long has it been setting when did it when was it posted and how uh, does it say 41 days ago this, this guy's totally repost. Tr- he's trying, he's totally trying to rip us off. It's laser kid. Come on. Uh, the pirates of the <laughs> Caribbean L E that's, that's $30,000. There's a Toronto maybe that's my LE. alternate na- name, yeah, dude. Laser I'm laser kid. kid. <laughs> when I'm trying to rip people off, I don't <laughs> laser. Yeah. Uh, Tron L E for 22,000 or best offer. Pirates of the Caribbean L E. Yeah. These are all 37, 39 days. The Adams Family, new old stock feature. Okay, this is from, I don't even know what country this is. Germany? Uh, $55,000 or best offer. Okay. Uh, okay, so basically that that guy who left, the market is not coming back if these things are selling. <laughs> yeah. See, so. that's what I'm saying. Like that, there's people hear one of these selling and they freak out, and it's like, yeah. well, that's not what they're all selling for, right? And and the, if prices raise, they're not raising by three thousand dollars. It's like you know, yeah. you can still like Whitewater. You used to get it for six, and now you can get it for like seven, or, or you know, yeah. something like that, right? So I just, I think really at this point, it's like there's just not enough supply to meet the demand. That's the problem we're having. That's the Absolutely. biggest problem. Yeah. And they can't churn them out fast enough because of parts supplies and all that jazz. And like, I don't really want to get into it, but the whole COVID thing and, Oh, it's just, it's annoying. Like it really is. Like, do you think that five years ago, pinball people are setting like they're like oh these these games are gonna be worth this much money and you won't be able to get one anymore because they just there's gonna be waiting lines for sterns and it just yeah like no one knew this was gonna happen do you think as people start spending money on travel do you think that they will 
start selling these games to fund other things. I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think so I think honestly we're at we're at a weird intersection. I think either the people that were stuck at home for COVID have bought the pinball machine that they want. They might get the silver bullet itch and want more, or they'll just be like, eh, I'm glad we got one. Now we can get back to traveling the world or whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, um, I actually booked, um, we made the mistake of telling our kids that we were thinking of going to Hawaii and they immediately said, uh, yes. you're taking <laughs> us, right? So, so <laughs> yes, we're taking our kids. So, Anyway. That was never the plan, but I guess it is now, right? Yeah, it is now, right? But uh, okay, okay, but th- speaking of supply and demand, um, what they want for rental cars is crazy right now. Yep. And like for eight days, like the price that we were quoted was 1200 bucks for a rental car. And so it's like, uh, okay, like, um, <laughs> what, am I going to go to Hawaii? Look, I'm not going to come to Hawaii until you like lower your prices. Uh, yeah, so I, I, by, so I just looked at cars uh, at the time that I booked them, and guess what? Not available. They're all booked yeah. out. Yeah. So we just live in a crazy time. Uh, it, I think it, the so problem it, is, is it's so hard to predict, right? And that that's exactly yeah. what you're saying is that all bets are off because we have never went through something like this. Yeah, pinball's never been through anything like this ever. It's been around for a hundred years. And granted, because the market has shifted towards being a home market, it is like this now. Yeah. And and granted, they might not be selling the numbers that they were back in the early 90s, late 80s. But still, it, it has never been this but the way. Where... Okay, but the product has been significantly better. It, it, it really has. I, even with all the challenges with yeah. uh, new pinball machines, uh, you cannot compare... <laughs> the complexity of uh of avengers infinity quest or guns and roses or something like that to a adam Stanley. Yep. like you just can't do that that's ridiculous so i guess it begs one question i know we're kind of getting out of time here it begs one question that i've really thought about this last couple of days what is the next thing that helps drive pinball to to advance or are we at that point of you can't advance pinball any further than what it has so like if you really think about innovation over the last even 20 years has been what the lcd screen yeah i mean really at this point it's more complex rules and and better game design is what's driving the hobby was the pin bar really the future like do you think that the pin bar could advance like Granted, let's say Deep Root sells it to someone else. Let's say the pin bar becomes a thing at American Pinball or or CGC, for heaven's sakes. Do you really think advances the industry into a whole new direction? Or do you think it's just a gimmick? Um, what will take it to the next direction will definitely yeah. be um, like internet challenges. I, th- okay. That is absolutely what it is. It's the... I, <laughs> This is totally at the end of the show, but um, absolutely. If you're like, hey, um, I want to challenge you to a game and there's a way that you can verify your setup um, Mm -hmm. or at least have like, you know, it could be an honor system thing, right? But there there are definitely ways that you can do it and compete online or or co-compete, right? 
you could do a, a hey, uh, you and I are both going to attack Thanos or, yeah. or, or something like that. But that is definitely where the uh, where it's going to be. OK, yeah, I agree with you. I think that's probably what pushes it next. So and so and, I, and after listening to the Gary Stern interview that happened just this last week, uh, it sounds like something huge is coming. They're claiming that they've got something that's going to reinvent the will essentially for pinball and and they've been working on this internet thing for a while now so yeah let's see what happens so you know but i it, it will things like that will happen so yeah hey good news i can i, I can uh, rent a lamborghini for 1400 a day <laughs> where are you going to put your kids though <laughs> who cares they're staying home it's a lamborghini it's a lamborghini in the trunk so I'm kidding. I know Lamborghinis don't have trunks, so yeah. <laughs> you got to put the engine somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> is there anything else we want to cover? I mean, we're we're at the end no, of the show. No, no, we're we're kind of spitballing. Uh, this is this has been kind of a brainstorm show, just because we are at a little bit of a lull, the summer lull, and I totally understand it. We, um. We already talked about uh, Spooky has uh, has had their big push, and hey, we talked about that last time. Their their big sellout. Um, we're still, you know, JJP. There's not going to be much until they are able to uh, catch up on all their Guns and Roses stuff. So really, so do you? Th- yeah, it's, sorry, that brings up one last question. Do you okay. think that they've gotten a big enough black eye from the playfield issues that they've had and with the response that they've had? Do you think it hurts their business going forward? Or are we pretty much at the point of stuff's going to sell as long as it's themed properly? Um, I I actually think it has. Um, because high-end collectors who are willing to drop you know, $12,000 on a, on, a, on a toy. I mean, come on. A pinball machine is a luxury item, right? Yeah, you... Uh, you do not need a pinball machine, right? It is not one of the uh, the things that are necessary for life. But uh, they expect a level of professionalism that you get a a game that doesn't need to have all these little issues. And yeah, I actually think they're going to have to do some some catch up because um, now the the rumored next theme, right, is Toy Story. Do you think Toy Story has the same drawing power as Guns N' Roses? Because I don't. Possibly. I I, I, uh, I I don't. I think it's I think it's a cute theme, but I think it um, their issues with the playfields on Guns N' Roses are going to bleed into Toy Story, and people are going to be cautious. Now, people were cautious when the triple spinning disc on Pirates of the Caribbean, and so they sold less of them. And therefore, they became more valuable, ironically. So it could it ultimately help the resale market, maybe. But I think that, you know, I, I get, I want every machine to, to succeed. I, every machine and every company, I really do want them to succeed. I agree. Um, it just seems that every time JJP releases a game, there's always something. And it's not a minor thing. It ends up being a major thing. So I think people are nervous. At least I, okay. I'm nervous. If I were buying a JJP, I'd be nervous. Same here. It's definitely made me hesitate. Yeah. I don't know if that's fair, but I don't think I'm an outlier on that. I agree. 
It definitely, uh, you definitely second thing you second guess in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love JJP games. I love, well, it, they are definitely an experience. They are, they sure. are an experience compared to any other pinball machine. Yeah. But, but I, I, you would have, you have to take into account all this stuff, right? Yeah. And so that's, that's really what it comes down to is that it's, yeah. you know, you eventually, if you're paying that much for a machine, you don't want to have issues. So, um, now that being said, I mean, Pirates is a fun game. It's a fun game. And, uh, and Guns N' Roses is an experience. So at least they have their secret sauce. They just need yep. to fix the manufacturing secret sauce. Right? That, that's yeah. really where their issues have been. I agree. So, so you fix that problem. I think it, it alleviates the other. other I, I think they're the still doing end. fine. I, I literally yep. think they're still doing a great job. So it's not yeah. uh, like they're, they still have a good trajectory. Alrighty. Well, if you want to get a hold of us, we are Loser Kid Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Loser Kid Pinball. We are also on Twitch now. Uh, when I do decide to stream, I will probably be streaming this next week uh, because um, my wife and son are going to go to Yellowstone with my in laws, and I get to stay home with the babies. So I'll be putting them down for bed and probably jumping on a pinball machine or two. Yeah. So look, look it out for that. We'll definitely have the challenges. I'll probably even try to do the challenges myself since I both I own both Avengers Infinity Quest and World Cup Soccer. I think that might be fun to do on on stream. Um, we do have another batch of hats. There won't be a ton of them. I will be saving one for the giveaway. Uh, try to think what else. Okay, remind them what the giveaway is again. Oh yes. So PinQuest. Download PinQuest for your phone, Android, Apple, whatever it may be. PinQuest. You can. Uh, it's best if you go to the website and they'll just redirect you right to where it needs to be. Download the app, make yourself an account. There's challenges monthly, and it's going to be called the guest host challenge, if I remember correctly. So click on the guest host, uh, like the mystery guest host. It will be us, and you you accept the challenge. And if you do, if you beat the high school or beat the score we've set for Avengers and for World Cup, you will get an entry for each score you do not sorry not each score for each time you've beat that oh, crap not like that <laughs> if you if you accomplish that high score on those two games then you'll get two entries if you only accomplish on one game you'll get one entry but you'll get a virtual trophy no matter what if you do so all right there with our go. little logo on it so um is there anything else i could have swore uh maybe there's not the problem is it's been a busy summer. Gosh dang it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's in and seriously, we we try to record as as often as we can, but I've taken uh, like two uh two one week vacations and I, they've been local but trying to spend family time at the same time and yeah, it's just challenging. So but you know what the good news is? We hey, we are willing to give you loser kid po- pod podcast content as soon as we can. So Yep. And and Glenn has a question for you, Scott. Okay, check it Since out. We've given him a shout out already once today. Or I'm going to give him one more. You ready for this? All right, go ahead. He want he wants to know how it's going to be if it's going to be weird having your biggest fan as your expo roommate. Well, you're my expo roommate, <laughs> Josh. So you're my biggest fan. <laughs> I, are, are, are you, you going to start singing Edwin McCann? Like it's, it's I'll gonna be... be your crying shoulder. 
you know I'll be no, no okay actually I will say big shout out to Glenn uh Glenn did have a room with our friend Lee and Lee actually got called to go back east so he's not and like and when I say back east I mean the far east he's going to Asia and so uh he asked us he's like hey why don't you contact Glenn and see if so we uh we do have a place at the hotel which is great and so uh, all three of us are going to kumbaya in there. We haven't really figured out who's Big Spoon or Little Spoon or or if we're going to spork it, but I'm not really sure. But uh, we'll figure something out. And Glenn has insisted that we get the king-size bed instead of the two queens. Oh, awkward. Okay. We're, we'll sleep like a tr- we're going to sleep like a triangle. So, Have you ever seen Without a Paddle? No. Watch without a paddle. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. Uh, okay, is it is this something that my wife's gonna like raise her eyebrow at me? Is like, what are you doing? So it's a uh, it's PG thirteen. It's it's okay. appropriate. Yes. Okay. I can't yell. Put Java back in his hut because <clears throat> you won't get the reference. Okay. All right. I'll I'll have to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be a great pinball theme. We should go without a paddle. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. A re- it was a, a retheme of Whitewater. Yeah, it was a it, yeah, it was a mediocre movie at best for, for popcorn fodder back in the two thousands. It was it's still good. It's sure. right. it's just if you're looking for something that you may or may not want to be on your phone with while you're watching it. Oh, it's got Seth Green. If you like Seth Green, oh, there you go. So, <laughs> all right, guys, we'll we'll check you out in about two weeks. Thanks again. All right, two. Weeks.